Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, like I think the smart decision, the, the two smart decisions they made from the get go was one, um, making Marty competent, like like he's already been doing this, so it's not like Breaking Bad, because I think this could yeah. very easily turn into Breaking Bad, and then two at the end of episode two when they were then they when they told the kids, because yeah. I feel like you could have like had like three seasons of like the kids don't know, the kids don't know, and you know, I know they're in on it from the beginning, yeah, yeah, and so like that made it more interesting, uh, you know, I thought like. Uh, like kind of how things sort of shook out in the end kind of weren't as interesting as I had thought had expected it would be, but it was still good. Yeah, you know? it continued. Uh, the story gets a little deeper, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm curious to see like how exactly it escalates, you know, because like in your oh, it escal- it, oh, it escalates. Yeah, no, see, I can imagine, you know, like a show like this is supposed to do that. But I kind of thought like, you know, the one thing that the only thing that bothers me about is whenever like you know people like they're like oh man this land and you're the devil you know when they start talking about all that I'm just like you know like, that's my land that's my and, and and I'm just like this crime story is already interesting enough you don't need to have like this like true detective like philosophizing yeah. like this is like it reminds like it literally like I would say like a good like Breaking Bad meets True Detective. You know, yeah, like, I'd say like, that's like, very fair. Yeah, tonally. Uh, but but no, a Jason, lot of parallels of both. Yeah, yeah Bateman Jason, crushes it. He does, yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, like I said, we're gonna start probably watch one of the final seven tonight. So yeah, uh, yeah I'll see. I'll see well, how far I can get. You know, I finished you know the first season in three to four days. I think so. Hell yeah. Well, there's your Ozark cold opening. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 64. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Wow. When I'm 64. Oh, oh, oh wow. Like, I, I, I didn't think that that would, like, I, like you know, before we were talking about this, I was like, oh, That's yeah. what I thought you were going to say. So I the Nintendo 64. But, but I love when I'm 64, the so song. We could throw, yeah, great we could Paul throw, song with the with Yeah, I was going to say, we could throw Paul yeah. on there, too. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we've got a lot to talk about here. Um, <laughs> why don't you get into your wild night last night, Saturday okay, uh, night? Oh, yeah, well, um, I guess to sort of set the stage, uh, yeah, you know, set I, the scene. I, I interviewed for my teaching job and they like officially offered me it. So I was like, oh, oh that's great. You know, excellent. I had like I had like a good day on Friday like that. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That's that and some other things that, you know, and then, you know, the universe giveth and the universe 
uh, <laughs> fucketh you up the butt, you know? And then, uh, yeah. And so like on Saturday night, I got, uh, uh, hit by a car while I was on a bird scooter. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, it was, um, uh, it was rough. Shit. And so no, no laughing matter though. No, 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 no laughing matter. You <laughs> but know? you're okay. Yeah. You know, I was like a second away from going over the hood, but, uh, here, here's, what's funny about the day. I was riding my bike earlier in the day. I did like a big 20 mile ride and I was riding down Bardstown road, which is a busy road. And, um, this like woman in this SUV pulls like, like, like I'm riding and she kind of like veers up and I'm just sort of like, I'm like getting over, like go on. And then she pulls back again. I'm like, what are you doing lady? And then, so she does it again. And she gets like parallel with me, rose down the window. And she's like, stop riding like that. You're going to get hit. And then drove away. And so like, of course, I have a zillion thoughts in my head. I'm like, yo, when you like pull over like that and distract me, that's how I get hit. You know, like, you know, cause like on that road, it's not like I can weave around you know, like I'm writing like pretty, you know, like I'm being yeah. very defensive. So that happened. Um, whenever I went out with a group of my friends, um, I had talked about this story whenever, um, I was living in Carbondale, Illinois, I was riding my bike and, uh, I also got, got hit by a car that ran a red light. And I remember thinking, uh, like, like we had talked about earlier, the moment, uh, before you realize like a collision's about to occur, like whether it be mm-hmm. in a car or a pedestrian, you know, in that moment, it was the week before forecast. So I remember like my bike was heading toward it. I was like, I'm going to hit this car. And then I thought forecastle was ruined. And so oh, like from, no. from, from then on out, I'm like, when I die, am I going to have just the shittiest thought, you know, <laughs> like, am I just going to be like, please don't let me like shit my pants or something. Yeah. Like Even but, uh, probably will. but no, this actually, so this experience um, completely uh, refuted that entirely because, uh, <laughs> You know, I was uh, just bird scooting down the road at 11 p.m., like riding back home. And I went through a green light and this car just, you know, came and turned left. And like it was a very quick, like, you know, maybe a half second where I'm like, I'm going to play with this car. And my thought was, please get up. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a lot more intense. I was, you know, yeah, a lot more like grave and severe. But uh, but no, I, I, I did get up. Uh, it was a hit and run. They took off. I called the cops. Um, Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, my elbow got skinned up. I got a big bruise. Um, I told Micah about it. Oh wow! You, you want to hear what he said? Yeah. Well, Micah was. Yeah, Micah. He texted. I told him about the action. He said, "Were you drunk?" <sighs> what an like, asshole! I was like, "Well, that's really inappropriate." Yeah, doesn't you know? ask if you're okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "Yo, like, like it was a hit and run. They drove away." And then he says, "I don't blame them." Oh my God. I'm, and, and, Jesus. Then, and then I called the cops, you know, and he was like, and I, and I, and you know, whenever I, I called 911 and then 911 was like, no, you need to call this like 502 number. And then the other number was like, yo, you need to get on your computer and then you need to fill Are out a case. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 You had to, I had to fill out a KSP report. Um, and then I told Mike, I was like, man, this is bullshit. He's like, the cops have better things to do. Blue lives matter. And then that was the last I heard from how much of that was true (laughs) all of it all of it (laughs) yeah well we're glad you're okay and uh glad for the positive news uh when do you start the new job uh in um late july early august yeah late july early august so excellent Um, hey i'm actually starting a part-time job this week we're we're at baby this restaurant bar in bellevue called nomad uh-huh uh, i'm just like training a couple days this week but yeah are, I'll just, are, it's a are, go ahead are you gonna serve so i'll be working kitchen to start but it's which i've never done but it's just like 
they do like tater tots with various things on top it's and then cute. tacos. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it'll be easy shit, but then I'll be serving eventually, but two, three days a week, just to do something while I'm looking for full-time jobs. No, but no. I did apply for a couple full-time jobs at uh-huh. both Mad Tree and Rheingeist. So potentially maybe get a little brewery job. That oh, would no. be pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, um, I, 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 uh, never hated serving, you know, like people will always complain about it, but I, I look back on my serving experiences quite fondly. I have to say. Yeah. I did it like three or four months, like seven years ago, but yeah, yeah. It just, it was time just to get something. So, yeah. uh, yeah, Worthy. but, um, yeah. Also, uh, worked the Bengals draft this weekend, which was so, interesting. So did you watch like? any of it? I did not. Like, I'm not a big draft guy. I kind of, you know, I'm sort of a after the fact person. Not really either. But when I work it, obviously, I'm more interested in it. But yeah, I didn't, to be honest, really read or follow anything leading up to it. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, basically, what we do is every pick they make, like, so I'm at the stadium in like the media room and every time the Bengals make a pick pretty much, you know, just a few minutes after they'll bring the head coach and then the coordinator of whichever side of the ball they pick. Uh-huh. So like Zach Taylor and our boy, Lou Anarumo, who we picked five of six defensive players. So we got a lot of Anarumo time this weekend, yeah, which well, is I, always a good thing. Anarumo dudes. Yeah. But then we just put like a recorder up there, record it and then take it back and transcribe it for the media and for the website and shit. And then they do like a conference call with the player right after that as well. So it's Uh just a series of press conferences and conference calls and typing them out. But it's always fun to be around and uh, especially coming off a fucking Super Bowl appearance, a little just a little more excitement in general. Oh, yeah. like, like this is far and away the end of the round was yeah, this, bizarre. Yeah, yeah, this is like by like I would say by 8 to 10 picks probably the lowest I've ever seen the Bengals pick. Yeah, we you know, we like picked like 21ish like a hand like in those Marvin years when we were going to the playoffs and losing yeah. the first round. We were always like 21 to 24, but right. yeah, to pick 31 was certainly different, but I like the draft. We got safety corner d-line o-line another safety so uh you know we needed defensive back depth for sure especially with either bates or von bell probably leaving after this year so yeah good deal yeah let's uh let's let's go back to the super bowl right no that that, i would not complain one bit but on the opposite end our cincinnati reds (laughs) fell today to go three and 19 for officially their worst start in franchise history. How about and, that? And this is an exceptionally bad start. So this is a, a, a Micah Rutherford tweet here. Okay. Or, or a Micah Rutherford retweet. Uh, what was it? No, no it, was, it was a Matt Jones retweet. Basically the okay. same person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he had said, um, or this is, he, um, uh, Dustin Oney had said this, with the loss today, the Cincinnati Reds are on pace to finish 22 and 140 with a winning percentage of, <laughs> Point one three six, which like obviously that is you know that has no bearing on what's going to happen they might win games and like they might win like 40 something games it's it's bad it's gonna be it'll be a hundred loss season it oh absolutely and i mean the team shouldn't be this bad but they've had a million injuries like a ton of injuries and then of course the comments from the owner yeah. Certainly, just doesn't help things. No one cares. No one wants to go to the games. Votto's hitting about a buck twenty. Yeah, there's animosity now between fans and and you know the ownership and the team. So. Yeah, I feel bad for the players because like I love going to Reds games. I went to opening day, but like I have very little to no desire 
to go to a game right now. Even while I'm not even really watching them on TV, and I always do. Yeah. But it's sad. I mean, it is. hopefully they can at least string some games together and, you know, at least be competitive. I mean, I'm sure I'll still go to some games right. this summer, of course. They'll be cheap and fun and whatever. But uh, it's a bummer, especially because we competed the last two years. I mean, right. last year we were in it. We finished four games over 500 in it till the last month and then made the playoffs in the COVID shortened season, which barely counts, but we lost in that one game to the Braves, right? It was two games, but we got two shut games. out in both. I think it was like one to nothing in both or one Oh and two Oh. Like, yeah. Like, 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 like we nearly got no hit. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, the first one went to like 14 or 15 innings, nothing, nothing before the Braves finally scored, which was insane. But yeah, those days feel pretty far off right now. Yep. Halcyon days. Mm, have you been watching any NBA playoffs? Uh, no, I uh, watched the end of the Grizzlies and the Warriors. That was exciting. That yeah, was that was a good game. I was really hoping Memphis could pull it out, especially because yeah. Draymond got ejected. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't a, see that. I, I, I picked up in the second half. Pretty controversial call, um, but whatever. But, yeah, it was like the very end of the first half. And mm. Memphis was winning – majority of the game i know the warriors took like a 10 point lead in the fourth and then they came yeah. back but yeah it was exciting fourth quarter i mean it's gonna be a fun series no yeah no i'm excited for that one uh what else are some good ones i guess the bucks sixers would be good if Embiid was healthy um no it's heat heat sixers heat, heat sixers into that buck celtics duh yeah uh, they, they played the bucks today. beat the celtics today with and chris middleton's out for the whole series so Jeez. Big start for them, and I think the Celtics are a team a lot of people are kind of picking right now because they've been really hot. They've lost like seven or eight games since like late January. It's wow. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the Suns are probably still the favorite. Who do, uh, who do they play? Who's their for? They're playing Dallas, baby, which is Ooh. my team now. Yeah. They got because Spencer Dinwiddie got traded there uh -huh. end of the season. He's my boy, and then of course, who doesn't love Luca? Oh yeah, nobody. Yeah, you know. But, yeah, they're probably not going to stand a chance. But you know, yeah. you remember Jalen Brunson from Villanova? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's he's he been for? killing Dallas. And Dallas? He's been killing, he averaged 28 in the first series. So he's, wow. like, really elevated his game. But it's going to be tough for them to beat the Suns for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. I think I liked Milwaukee before Middleton got hurt. But I don't know. We'll see. I think – Suns will probably still win it, but the Warriors are looking pretty tough too. So yeah, fuck. yeah, no, that's going to be hard. I mean, they seem like they, you know, have got the, they've recovered like after that two year kind of. Well, yeah, Clay detour. Thompson is back and been really good, and then Jordan Poole, who's yeah. just really elevated. I mean, he led the team today at like thirty four or something. So mm -hmm. it's like you got that with Steph, with Clay, mm -hmm. with Draymond on defense. I mean, yeah, they're. They're looking pretty tough. I mean, yeah, it's almost certainly going to be them versus the Suns in the West, which very well might could be a de facto finals matchup. But, yeah. I mean, the, that's the thing. The Heat, no one's talking about the Heat. One seed, you know, they were just in the finals two years ago. So, I mean, I could see them get back there as well. Yeah. Um, 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 um. <laughs> you got any you got anything i got a couple things before we get to our kind of main topic which we haven't even said yet uh, which not, we may not, as well let breathe but i got a couple yeah, more things yeah 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 yeah. go ahead outside of okay. my, uh, my, my injury and woe is me stuff you know uh, yeah. Yeah. well firstly uh i know you're not going to be able to make it because next week is kentucky derby 
but Impact Wrestling is coming to Newport, Kentucky, the city in which I live, in which we recorded the majority of our uh, episodes here. Uh, interestingly enough, in a music venue where we've seen a couple concerts, but main evented by Josh Alexander and Tomohiro Ishii. I can't believe I'm going to get to see the Stone Pitbull in person but uh so, so like how like like was that sort of like a curveball booking kind of thing you know well she had been he's been on some of their recent shows like he beat eddie edwards and then he ended up fighting jonah at their last pay-per-view your boy uh what was his name in wwe again fuck um bronson um, reed oh yeah, yeah we saw yeah so she just beat him and then i guess on impact this week i haven't seen it but i think he beat someone to earn the title shot um so yeah very very pumped about that i mean he's definitely been one of my favorite wrestlers the last five six years so and obviously as much fun as we had at that last show i mean i'm sure it'll be a pretty similar setup you know it's a similar type venue so we'll probably be pretty close again Mm -hmm. very intimate Um, yeah like like a like a theater ballroom style yeah absolutely ballroom tits ballroom tits i mean what um but yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, our guy Travis from the Wrestle Special, I believe, is going to join me. I haven't. I he, he did give me confirmation, but I haven't bought the tickets yet. Right, so right. I'll get to finally meet him in person. Uh, I mean, wait, I met him out in L.A. last year. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the Oakland Awards. Yes, I wonder sir. what Greg. I wonder what Greg and Hoagie are up to. Have you heard anything from those guys recently? No, not really. Uh, I would assume yeah. Greg would have had a lot of opinions on the uh, Giants draft. Uh, our, yeah. our friend Jim Mysano said something. <laughs> who's was like, "Oh, like who could like criticize like the Giants' first two picks?" I was like, "I know a guy." Like, we I, know a guy. Well, I was like, "I know a guy who's probably <laughs> just just completely bent out of shape, just well, seething." No, I, I bet draft night for Greg Goldman. It's just literally just an axiom of misery, you know, like, like, I bet it's just like, 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 you know, like, like no decisions, the right decision, you know? Yeah. Like, throwing like, beer cans at the screen. Oh, 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 throwing beer. Yeah. You know, just like, like, you know, getting stood up. Like, who do you uh, think uh, Goldman hates more Cornette or Roger Goodell? I don't know. Uh, we, he didn't corner, really corner. ever talk about Goodell, did he? No, no, like no, he, no, 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 he did. Like, he never really talked about him or uh, who is it? Get- Dave Gettleman? Uh, Gary uh, Bettman. Gary Bettman, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is Dave them. Gettleman? That's someone. He, he was the GM of the Giants. Who they, that's they, 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 oh, they, okay. They, they, I thought you meant him. That's right. And the, Sorry, and the, I thought and you the meant other Gary coach. Bettman, who is the NHL commissioner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we never wrote any lines about him criticizing the coach, so, you know. <laughs> Oh man, who's their new coach? Brian Dable, something oh, like that. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So okay. we'll have to we'll have to check in with those guys sure. at some point. Sure. I mean, we ended on we ended on positive terms with them. Um, yeah, we did. I guess I guess they just probably after all the uh, the spotlight that they had for a while probably just needed to fade away. Those guys uh, couldn't really handle the you know the burn. Yeah. Well, you know, I hope they're 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 doing their thing, and I hope they're happy. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, so I got one more thing before we kick into our main topic before we talk some AEW, and that is uh, New Japan just had a big show. The it's called Wrestling Dontaku, big event every year. You want to know what the venue is called? What? The Pepe Dome. The Pepe P E P E. (laughs) 
It was P A Y P A Y, but uh, oh, so it's a like very, a company. It's like yeah, Cash I, App or something like that. I think like so, yeah. but just a very funny name, the Pay Pay Dome in Fukuoka. Um, yeah, Azar all week been saying Pay Pay Bay Bay. Pay Pay Bay Bay. Oh my god. But anyway, I got one thing to say. New Japan is back, baby. Um, you know, I reviewed the New Japan Cup a month or so ago, which was very good. They had a very solid hyper battle event. But you know who else is back in Japan for the first time in a year? The Switchblade, Jay White. We've been waiting for it for a long time. He's back. Uh, Juice Robinson joined Bullet Club. The Good Brothers officially back in Bullet Club. A lot of big shit happened on this show. And it truly does feel like New Japan has kind of turned its corner. They're able to get foreigners back into Japan for the first time in a long time. Wheeler Yuta is in the best of the Super Juniors. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Very, very exciting. exciting. So he's going to be going up against some of New Japan's best. Um, yeah, so that's fun. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii, who I just mentioned, and Tanahashi had, in my opinion, a five-star match. Um, and then Okada and Naito capped it off with an incredible main event that I had at four and three quarters. Right. So it was an amazing show. Sorry if I spoiled it, but if you like New Japan, fucking watch it. They're coming back. And then we, I think you are going to go. We haven't bought tickets, but right. Forbidden Door Show yes. coming up June 26, Chicago, Illinois. We're going to have to figure out a game plan for buying tickets this Friday. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that's what I saw. Yeah, big deal. going to be exciting. I know High Five Tom, I believe JCB from uh, Band from Ringside, Chad from... Uh, VFTR, and then I know like Marcus from World Elite, T- Tim King, Cage My IQ, you know, other people that we engage with are talking about going to. So this could be a big uh, podcasting uh, meetup of sorts, similar to that of the Oakland Awards out a, in LA. A soiree, you know, as they call it. So, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tight. But the big topic today. Is that TBS is simply disrespecting the TNT title? No, yeah, but that is the, that is the name. Um, we'll get more into that because the TNT title hasn't stopped changing hands ever since Dynamite moved to TBS. But we wanted to kind. Of, oh, oh, no, I want to say I was very happy to see Scorpio Sky win, and yeah. I think the heel turn of Sammy and Ty is going to work. It's not go away heat. I was very satisfied when Scorpio Sky won. But again, we'll get into that. Just wanted to bring up, you know, we started this show and Turner, TBS, TNT, True TV, CNN, yeah. all that was a big, is a big part of our DNA. Yeah. So uh, figured we'd use this opportunity to just have ourselves a Turner tarp discussion. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's talk about the tarp. Uh, I did read an article recently that said um, TNT, and I think maybe TBS to some degree is doing this outside of their so- shows and syndication, but uh I think um, a lot of their programming, like a lot of their uh, original television shows, like their fictional stories, um, are slowly fading away. Saying Snowpiercer, you know, yeah. um, and I think <laughs> yeah. you know, like like you know, when we talk about um, what was it, um, drama, comedy, sports, reality. I think sports yeah. and reality are, are what they're they're you know um, leaning on here. Um, yeah, which, is, which is sort of made me realize I'm like, how do they compete? You know, because like we, we, we talked about watching like Ozark, you know, that's on, you know, Netflix. You, you think about like all the stuff on HBO. You know, I watch all the stupid Star Trek shit on Paramount Plus. And it's like, what does TNT have that like 
pulls you away from one of the uh, one of those hubs. You know, like there's so many like diversified assets, and the, and I think their big problem is they don't have a strong IP that has history. You know, strong mm. intellectual property like Snowpiercer. Yeah, it was a movie. Yeah, it was a graphic novel, but it's not like a you know, it, it's not like Star Wars or Marvel or yeah. Star Trek. You know, it's not something that's gonna bring you there based upon the name and the history. So it's like, yeah, no, I, I kind of get it because it's like, you know, I feel like in this day and age, you have to have, you know, if you're going to launch a streaming service, some sort of an IP to bank on. You know? Well, the thing is, what I wanted to say is they're owned or were owned by Warner Media, So it's HBO Max is the streaming service. Now, obviously, it wasn't like that, but. But it's not like they're uh, promoting Snowpiercer. But like, oh, yeah. Watch Snowpiercer on HBO. Yeah, Max. yeah you for know. sure. Yeah, it's still because it's still cable television and, you know, yeah. they're promoting their. Yeah, and, and that's sort of and, and that's like promoted as the only way to watch it. So like, you know, yeah, in a lot of people's I mean, minds, I imagine like, oh, yeah, I have to own cable to watch this. So a lot of people are like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, the biggest properties they have were when we did a Turner Thanksgiving, I believe our turkey and our mashed potatoes was NBA on TNT and AEW. Like, I think those are the two best th- things they have that is must see on that network. Right. Um, but the onus for all of this is that I don't know if it was, I think it's a merger, not a buyout, but mm-hmm. Discovery Channel and Warner Media or whatever time Warner Media have merged and is in the process of merging. So it's a whole new CEO who made the call that apparently they need to slash like three billion. Well, Discovery and Discovery's got like 90 day fiance and you know yeah it's a weird bridezilla and 500 pound person and you know like i couldn't even tell you what like i never you know that song is like the you and me baby bit nothing but mammals oh yeah like we do on the discovery how's that song yeah you and me baby ain't nothing but mammals but we can do it like we do on the discovery channel hey hey it's very micah yeah. yeah it really is but yeah what the fuck does discovery have but i don't know enough about how this went down or why this went down but i do know that there's a new ceo in town and he's got a slash three bill out of the budget and that and yes they're making their programming changes i know it's no more scripted television which okay, like, yeah yeah that's, that's technically aew could fall under but i think they're gonna fall under sports yeah, but, but like, 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 isn't AEW like probably easily their biggest draw, other than NBA on TNT? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. That, that, yeah, that hockey and a, like they are like that's easily their biggest draw. So that's what. But still, I think some people are feeling a bit uneasy because you just never know. Truly, like I know Tony Schiavone did some interview recently where he came out and said, like, yeah, I mean. I'm a little concerned because you just never know what could happen. But I know our relationship with Turner, Warner Media, whoever, is a good one. We're putting up, pulling in good numbers, good ratings. Greg would be happy. Um, so yeah, they're probably not going anywhere. But it's certainly a talking point and certainly something that could happen. But they, they you know, they do need like a streaming thing. You know, they need. They, I think AEW does need like a streaming hub. You know, like, and I like, think uh, that's. I still think the HBO Max deal is probably being worked on right now. I mean, right. there's been enough smoke in those rumors lately that hopefully that can come through. Cause yeah, that'll be huge. I mean, for people like you who missed the whole first year and want to go back and watch 
the Cody Brody lead dog collar match that we talked about, or even me like to watch a random dynamite or the one I went to the first one in, in Pittsburgh, which was a great show just to have that ease would be amazing. Yeah. And obviously just all the pay-per-view shit as well. Exactly. Um, but that is interesting. Uh, Snowpiercer of all things is the one that sticks around. I think it's because we did a whole Snowpiercer. Oh, oh for sure. That's got to sure. be the reason. Well, yeah. well th- that and the like all the money that's in that, like, like think about the cast, you know, that and like the, 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 the CGI budget that like puts on like the, the exterior. What's, of the, train what's scene. the name of the, the lead actor in that show again? Uh, no, I don't know if the, uh, the tight one, Sean Bean. He's a really uh, solid guy. He's a solid guy. No, I think um, who else is the the David Diggs, the guy from Hamilton? You know yeah. him and Jennifer Connelly. Like th- those are those are your she, three. Yeah. She gone. She gone. <laughs> Spo- spoiler alert. She gone. She gone. I haven't even seen season three. Oh, does she? Does she die? She perished at the end of season two. Yeah. Oh damn. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, maybe briefly that I like started watching Snowpiercer. Um, I, I haven't gotten into season three, but yeah, I watched, I burned through one and two in my depressed days of January and, uh, I really enjoyed it. So maybe, you know, I think we are the reason it's staying alive. No, I I think so too. I think it's exclusively unequivocally. Um, unabashed. I did watch the movie too. Have you seen the movie? No, no, no. I, I know it's the guy from Parasite. Is it good? It's got Chris Evans. Yeah, it was right? good. It was good for sure. Very, you know, similar to the show, but also very different. Um, mm-hmm. A little more intense, I guess, but yeah, yeah still very entertaining. Um, yeah. What about the uh, departure of a Turner tentpole? The now Turner turncoat, Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought you were about to say Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Has Conan O'Brien's oh, show done that? Has his show even started on HBO Max? Like, I have uh, no idea. Like, I, haven't I, I haven't heard anything because usually, like you, like he's like a big YouTube guy now. It's like you know, oh. like him and Stephen Colbert both occupy that same space of like just like, yeah, like, just like Lynch and his yeah, weather reports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just like little bitty like YouTube kind of like kernels. Um, no, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, good. I mean, good for Cody, I guess. Um, yeah. you know, I'm kind of glad he, you know, at least is getting, I mean, I guess, you know, you, you could call this narcissistic a little, you know, the fact that he's like, Oh, I need people to, I need to be a baby face. Like yeah. I can't, you know, play this part that the crowd is demanding that I play. Yeah. Um, but also and like, now- yeah, like, like our Arn Anderson and Tully both like just the moose. So Tully, when they had that Ring of Honor show, Tully was like a big part of that. So I think whenever Ring of Honor comes back or whatever they end up doing with that, he's going to be a part of it. Because like he, I think I had mentioned Brian Cage came back on that show and like Tully's his manager now. Yeah. Um, and there's some other tag team of two guys I'd never heard of. So like, yeah, and then the name, it was called like Blanchard Enterprises or Tully Enterprises. So no, 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 in Trailer Park Boys, the the Blanford Recreational uh, Center. Recreational Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where the it's where like they always host those like plays or they're we're yeah. doing something for that. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Tully was at least figured into that. Yeah, Arn, I don't think we've seen him despite being the star of the show. Oh yeah, you know he he maybe is you know gone the way of the shoal you know have you have you had any do you still have the captions on when you watch have you caught any bad ones not any in particular no yeah Uh, no no none like like that lately i've been putting my bluetooth headphones on and i put it on and i just kind of like you know have it on the tv 
and I'll like yeah. watch it and then I'll like go get, you know, I always have it like, you know, if I get up, it's all, I always am hearing it. That's tight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So any, any other Turner related discussion? I mean, we'll get into the, or do you want to talk? <clears throat> do we want to talk about the TNT title now, or do we just want to wait till we get into dynamite? Um, I mean, in practical jokers, or a big deal, apparently. Oh, they lost the yeah. The one guy left. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. The the, the air contract thing. I feel like now, like that has got to be their cash cow. It's like they got Snowpiercer and that, you yeah. know. And it's like 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 for them, like being on True TV was the little engine that could, you know. It just like slowly, like I think I can, like just like chugged up that hill, you know. And now, um, you know, uh, impractical joke. Impractical jokers is like something that they're like, well, like I imagine when they were cutting, they're like, well, we can't cut this. Let's plan our flag here, baby. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Like the the the, yeah. the, the flagship program of the tarp. <laughs> this is yeah. practi- it, like 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 talk about an about face from where things were back during Book of Turner till now. Like you know, like impractical jokers is now like you know leading the top jar. of the food chain. <laughs> I wonder what happens to Go Big Show because that's technically reality, I guess, right? Cool. Well, Obviously, well, they'd have to replace Cody, but oh yeah, well they got like you know like man, like like I guess like I guess you saw Bert Kreischer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, let me because they already replaced Snoop Dogg with T Pain. Yeah, and then it was Jonathan Nortles and uh, my girl Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Okay, so February 17, 2022. Um, this is just like a Google search thing. Currently, yeah. the show is yet to be renewed by TBS. Go big show. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I think these changes are kind of like undergoing or going on now, kind of. Within, yeah. You know, need to read a little bit more into the, the inner workings of well, what's well, going well, see, on I, here. I, and I imagine there, the, it just needs to be like change your channel bait. Like this reality TV show where you, if you're flipping your channels and you're on TNT, like you know what it's about. It's not like some storyline you got to like dive into and, and have to have watched the previous X amount of episodes to know what's going on. Do you, you think know? after all this TNT will still know drama? No, I don't think they know drama anymore. I think, I think <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I, 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 They're gonna have to I, come I, up with a new tagline. I, I think the fact that there's drama occurring within their ranks is what's expelling the drama from within their uh, aesthetic. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I think is what's happening. Oh, the, here, another hilarious. So you know, whenever you do a Google search on Google, or Google how redundant is that? Like there are all these like questions with like a little down box where you can like click them. Yeah. Yeah, there's one that's that's why did the judges on Go Big Show wear the same clothes? <laughs> well, like I, I don't blame them for getting rid of that. It's like how lazy does it look? You yeah, know? like the first six episodes, they they have two outfits the whole show basically. Yeah. Well, that like they have all the people outside in their cars like watching it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so it's, yeah, it's just real greasy. It's, it's pitiful. <laughs> it is. And it got us fired from the network. It did. Oh, I guess in, <laughs> in some deep trouble. Hot, yeah, hot water, yes. man. Some real hot water. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. You got anything else, or no? I think we need to just leave the tarp in its current, like, you know. We'll let the tarp state. come to us. Yeah. Let, let let the wind like blow it off the tent, and I just agree. like you know get caught on a tree and get some holes cut in it. <laughs> you know, because that's the current state of it. It's pretty pathetic. 
Yeah, I mean, if you don't count HBO Max, which, you know, in our world, we don't. Like, we can't, you know, TNT, TBS, True TV, CNN. Well, and also, yeah. CNN Plus went down, too, after a month. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah it, it, like, CNN Plus, you know, that was, like, I think probably the most precipitous fall for any, like, launch streaming service. Well, and I think, what did they have? Did they have, like, Chris Cuomo. No, they didn't have Chris Cuomo. He got me too uh they had um like i, think, I have uh, no idea i would assume they have the anthony bourdain library you know because mm. like he was a cnn like his show was on cnn so maybe you got that but obviously there are no no new episodes of that wolf you know? blitzer yeah or some dumb shit like that so yeah whatever man well we'll see where the tarp blows <laughs> attention listeners are you ready to be blown away you asked for it and they listen our friends at manscape have just relaunched the ultra smooth package it's back baby your new favorite tool and complement to the lawnmower 4.0 to keep your boys smooth while looking and feeling their best this specialized groin shaving kit is here to help you buff protect and shave your most sensitive areas it's time to crop that big old bush of yours and get the right root, get right to the roots with a discount just for you from Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code BBB. Beaumont, tell them what's in the ultra smooth package, yeah. baby. Well, yeah, you're doing that over buff, protect, and shave. Not not in the reverse. But uh, the legends who introduced the electric ball hair trimmer are bringing back their razor so you can be set and trimmed front to back. Men! Just men, not just men. You no longer have to borrow your lady's razor for that precise trim. Step one, grab your handy lawnmower 4.0 and give your boys the classic trim to your liking to get the loose hairs out of the way. And then take out the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package to make your package the perfect package this summer. I love the classic trim. Oh, I, lo- oh, I love the classic <laughs> trim. You know, it, it, it's just like what you tell your barber, but just, you know, between your legs. Step two, yeah. c- crop exfoliator. That sounds like something you use in a garden, but, you know, your pubic garden. Infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed, the crop, the crop exfoliator can reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Step three, crop gel. See what you're shaving. See where you're shaving. <laughs> I hope you can see what you're shaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's what the light for the lawnmower 4.0 is Absolutely. For. I was exactly, just going to exactly. say that. Yeah. 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 See where you're shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin with four essential oils. Capital E, capital O. It's like a spa treatment every time you shave. Step four. Woo. Son of a bitch. It's time to shave. The crop shaver uh, was designated for shaving the groin area with confidence. Three precision blades, including extra rod lubricating strips and a pivoting head. For the ultimate groin groomer experience, the crop shaver, first and foremost, is not your average razor. It's smaller, no. thicker, with a micro comb bar that allows Ooh. for the best shave possible from any angle. Beach balls are meant to be smooth, and now yours can be. You ever play with a beach ball with hair on it? You ever play no, with one I of haven't. those? It's a little weird. I would like to. All three of these vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products are included, so you know your manhood is in good hands. And without social and ethical compromise. Uh, it's time to get up close and personal with the best tools for the job, the ultra smooth package for Manscaped. So call us to action, Brett. 
Yes, one more time. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BBB at manscaped.com. You know it. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. Smooth out your fellas with the relaunched ultra smooth package from the fellas at Manscaped. Now say it with me, Beaumont. Your balls will thank you. You. Danada. Your balls will thank you. Bye bye. TNT. I'm Dynamite. AEW Dynamite 42722 from, again, the Leah Chorus Center on the campus of Temple in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know what? This one's for Greg. Fuck Philly. <laughs> what, 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 did, what did him just say about the crowd? I guess we'll, we'll definitely get into that later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we kick off CM Punk on commentary for our very exciting Owen Hart Foundation men's tournament qualifier between tag partners, the FTR Classic, in which Dax Harwood defeats Cash Wheeler in 15 minutes, five seconds. Woo! What a way to kick it off. Like, I love how they came down together. I don't know if yeah. I've ever seen that in a match where the two opponents come down together at the same time. I yeah. thought that was the nice and, touch. And, and I enjoyed like during the match that like commentary is reinforcing this, that there was motivation for them not to hurt each other, you know? Yeah. So like that added an extra sort of, um, you know, uh, dimension of tension, tension dimensions, yes. you know, yes. uh, uh, to, to the match. Um, yes. And it helped its ascension into uh, yes. you know, the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. I uh, love that both guys wearing matching Owen Hart inspired trunks. Oh yeah, yeah. The the, the pink. Uh, yeah. yeah. What Cash Wheeler came out soaking wet. Did you notice that? Like, I feel you know wrestlers often are dripping, but like I feel like he's never one to be just dripping. But it was noticeable. But uh, I thought that was pretty funny. But both these guys were fired up for this one, um, and I loved it. I thought this. You know, they had some Bret Hart and Owen Hart callbacks definitely down the stretch with some of the moves they were doing. Very technical here. The fans were fired up the whole time. Um, it, and it really kind of kicked off when Dax, I mean, they'd been doing shit, but Dax like gave cash like an eye poke. And that was kind of the first, like what the fuck thing that got him to start fighting. But, um, yeah. What'd you think about this one? You uh, no, yeah. I thought this was exciting. I think this is like watching an FTR match, but like collapsing in on itself in a good way. Yeah. Um, no, I had, I had a really good time. Uh, like it, uh, like, like I said, with that, that extra level of tension with them, not wanting to like hurt each other and stuff uh i guess i thought it was interesting you know dax wins like is he kind of looked at as the superior wrestler of the two because like i think like from what i've kind of gathered from like how they've sort of been positioned or booked as like solo people he's always been like kind of a, a step above well yeah i don't i can't even recall a, another cash wheeler singles match before this i know yeah. dax has had a few like cm punk jungle boy i think he maybe wrestled kenny last year or someone else like he'd had probably three all very good singles matches so by virtue of that alone i'd say the answer to your question is yes yeah which is why i did pick dax but i kind of thought eh, maybe they'd swerve us with cash but yeah i think you're right um you know, but they they were very clear in saying that this will be the first and only time. So I was going to, you know, and normal thinking would be, you know, does that 
kind of make cash a little pissed off and could, you know, start planting seeds to a breakup way down the line. But yeah. again, I don't think we even need to I mean, go may, there. May, maybe way down the line, but not evident right now. I don't no, think no, no, there. not at all. Especially because like they're still kind of rising right now. I mean, they're not even, they feel like they're the AEW tag team champions, but they're not. They just right. have AAA and ring of honor, but they've just been so damn good lately too. Mm-hmm. And the fans are loving them that, uh, yeah, no way they would do anything to mess it up now and probably never. But, uh, yeah, FTR, much to um, Vicky Rand's delight, continues oh, to be hot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, love love this match. Uh, love FTR. Got to think they're probably going to be facing Jurassic Express for the tag team title. Maybe probably double or nothing. Yeah. I mean, like, you're going to need, like, sort of a – heelish group to win and i know everyone's behind them but they're still positioned as heels they're still at the pinnacle right you know i mean yeah like alignment wise so you know that would be a good heel win you know especially with with, 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 yeah i don't know if the pinnacle really exists i mean it does technically but yeah they haven't really been associated with mjf at all recently but but, i mean still like it's not like jungle boy and luchasaurus are going to become heels like between now and then you know? No, but I mean, I think it'd be kind of a face-face match because sure. FTR certainly ain't getting booed. That's for but, sure. But but that, that'll be a good way, like to, like like a good belt change for the next pay-per-view. I think. Yeah. Because sure. um, because you know it's not. I don't think it's going to be Hangman, and I don't. And the TNT thing like doesn't even matter at this point. So. <laughs> oh, you don't think it's going to be Hangman? Well, let's segue right into that because right after the match cm punk gets out uh gets off the commentary booth and starts cutting a promo hangman unable to be there because he had covid so clearly you know there would have been some sort of promo between the two especially after the face off the week prior but cm punk basically said you know i had to do this to prove that i've still got it i know i've still got it mentions off some of the people he's wrestled i'm doing this to get to the top and they make it official uh, for double or nothing. Hangman Adam Page will defend the AEW world title against CM Punk. I can't believe I'm saying that as a massive fan of both. A year ago, it would have been hilarious to think that. But here we are. Um, but you were already kind of talking about it. So let's just get right into it now that it's official. And I believe it's our only our first official match for double or nothing. Okay, well, so I'm, I can, glad, I'm glad they can let the hype train just really get it. Yeah. Time. So we are now I'd say we're now officially on the road to double or nothing. The fourth edition. So we're kind of in our our fourth cycle of pay-per-views here, which is exciting. Um, but why you're let's just talk about you. Why do you think Hangman retains? I don't know. I think this is like another I know he's had solidifying wins, but this is kind of another kind. You know, Danielson's like the first one. Then Adam Cole's sort of like the one that you kind of feud with. And this mm-hmm. one, I think, is sort of the crowning achievement before okay. you, before the, the the person, you know, who takes the belt off and, you know, kind of enters into the fray. You Which know, do or, you still think that to be MJF? That seems kind of far off right now. You know, okay. they, they, like, like, you know, unless they like fast track the shit out of that, like that seems still a little far off. Kind of so, now that he's still in with Wardlow, like that, like yeah, like there would have to be. I mean, that would have like that would have to end over the summer, and then he would have to like pivot toward that. And I yeah. still think there has to be kind of like you know, if here's zero, you know, on the left side, here's a hundred on the right side. We still got to like you know go the whole, you know, one hundred eighty. MJF's pretty close to rock bottom though. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, and I still think he's going to beat Wardlow at mm-hmm. um 
double or nothing, obviously not official, but it's going to happen. So um, in this scenario, then who do you believe to be the one to take the belt off of Hangman? Great question. Um, hmm. Uh, huh. I don't know. I, it's, yeah, it, I'm it, just it, challenging it, you. It, I don't it, know. It, either. It's going to hurt. I, I just like, unless like there's this feud with CM Bunk, which like I don't think, you know, since they're both faces, you know, unless like one of them, you know, they like, you know, hard left CM Punk heel, you know, I just don't Which really they did do. with Danielson, but yeah, I don't know if they're going to do that. Because yeah, yeah, remember before that, Danielson was face. And they, I, 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 one I, I episode, mean, they flipped him. See, I imagine CM Punk like that. It's going to be a feel-good win, you know, yeah. like for Hangman. It's not going to be like a, I have to bleed all over the place win. Like it's going to yeah. be a. It's going to be. I, I imagine it'll be a feel-good win for him. Like I still think there's a chance, but um, you know, uh, other than that, I, I I really don't know because I don't think the MJF thing is 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 close enough. Yeah, you know, I um, do think CM Punk is going to win. You think so? Again, I, like you, I wouldn't be surprised either way. And I, you made great points. And of course, I'd love to see Hangman get that. You know, here's that true crowning achievement. You know, even though, like you said, he's already kind of had them, but this would truly solidify that. Yeah, yeah, a non-TV one. You know, or just or because Danielson was all TV. Correct. You know, Adam but the Cole, Cole one, not... the Cole one was pay per view. Right. Um, right. And, the first one, obviously, then the yeah. second was Rampage. But I think part of it is not really Hangman's fault. Uh, but we've talked about it a little before how he hasn't felt like the biggest deal on the show. Frankly, not even really close to it. And that's partly a testament to how great MJF is. Partly that Hangman isn't always given the opportunity to talk or cut promos. Like when he does, I feel like he's only gotten better and better. But just uh-huh. the way he's been booked, you know, we yeah. talked about it. Just he, it hasn't been the best. Mm-hmm. So I just feel, you know, it just feels like it's time for a change. As Owen Hart would say, enough is enough and it's time for a change, which Ruby Soho even said that yeah, line. She did, yeah. The show. Um, but yeah, it could go either way for sure. And I love both guys and I'm riveted and excited to see what happens. And, um, it just, I don't know, it just feels like it's time. And then maybe you have MJF be the one to ultimately take it off punk and kind of bring that story, you know, oh. several months, several months down the line. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my thought punk to MJF. Yeah. And then maybe hangman wins it back from him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, that's a whole other conversation that I'm sure someone like a Tim King would love to have just booking out the AEW title for, yeah. I've thought about it in my head a lot, like the dream match thing we did, but anyway, uh, exciting stuff, no doubt about it. And I think that match will be amazing. And like you said, I hope it's not like a blood fest because yeah, all of Hangman's matches except the first Adam Cole one have been. And I right. think the point the point has been made. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, and I don't everyone knows I love Hangman, so I don't want to take anything away from him. And his matches have been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I think in his reign, the win and all of the four and four and a quarter to five star range on all of them. Right. Uh, so yeah, he's been unreal. So, you know, I think it's just time for a change. And I think, you know, his character could probably use it at this point. But mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna be great. Yes. And let's see here. What's next? <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club time. They defeat the jobber factory. They should just breed barons to the jobber factory. No, no, yeah, yeah. They're just well, actually, they, they they let them like have like a decent match. 
I was going to say eight minutes, forty eight minutes, forty nine seconds. They made Nick Caramarada look like Andre the Giant. You know, <laughs> yeah, it went on a little too long here. Yeah, yeah, I remember at one point Jr. just called him a big hairy man. Yeah, well, I mean, like it was only him too, because like QT didn't do shit in this, no. and like who else solo solo? had a few moments, but, but it, was, yeah, it was mainly QT. it was mainly it was mainly the Camarado spot fest invitational. Yeah. Camarado, solo, but, but, but also like the whole story of the match was like, you know, Wheeler Yuta still had to win Michael Adams's uh, approval, you know, which via commentary, now. which he did. Yeah. I think like, yeah. you know, this had to kind of like, you know, be the check mark uh, over superimposed, yeah. you know, it had to be the sign, the seal of approval here. And uh, yeah, you know, that's and what this was. was kind of, yeah, that's what this was kind of all about, you know, for Blackpool combat club matches. I thought this was like lesser a little bit. Yeah, um, especially I because the, I think the competition was just kind of, you know, eh. so yeah, I'd love to see them in a real competition match, but you know, tis tis the normalcy when a new group gets together or a new star debuts, you know, you give them some easy wins, but um, be interesting to see it double or nothing. Well, Yuta will be gone because he'll yeah. be um, at best of the super juniors, yeah. but like, do Mox and Danielson have a tag match? Are they in singles matches? Um, because yeah, it, this has all been about building Wheeler Yuta into a star mm-hmm. and it has been achieved. Like he was so over in this match. Um, you know, I love it. I love to see it. So, right. uh, but yeah, it'll be nice to get a real storyline going now that the group has been built. Cause up until this yeah. point, it was first getting Moxley and Danielson together and then Regal came in and then, all right, we're going to beat the shit out of Yuta and have him earn our respect. And he's done that. And now he's a fucking star. Yeah. So yeah. Um, not really too much to say about the match other than that, I think. Right. Yep. Essentially. But yeah, definitely was going, I was watching actually with better and my buddy, John, who was in from Thailand. So two guys that mm-hmm. don't watch this, but are familiar with wrestling. And I, I said, this is definitely going to be a squash. <laughs> and like, yeah. it just kept going. No, it wasn't. Like, That's well. what I thought too. I, th- I thought the same thing too, but they, 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 you know, they wanted to put Nick Camarado over. Like that was, the, oh, that, that was a big part of the agenda here. The caveman. Yeah. Yep. 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 So. Geico, Geico guy. Geico, Gecko. But yeah, then we had, um, then it was the Britt Baker, Tony Storm, Jamie Hader promo, which in which Ruby Riot said uh, the Owen Hart quote. Um, I like what's been going on with Jamie and Tony. It's good to have Britt back. Um, I want Jamie to break up with her soon. Uh, I know Rupert, yeah, Jamie and Tony Storm have a Owen Hart match soon and then i think these four are involved in a tag match on rampage next yeah. week so right. that should be fun but uh let's get some more women's stories because the best one in the company uh ends on this episode i would say um yes. more into that later so then we had an interesting promo with jungle boy and luchasaurus and christian where we've there's kind of been a slow build of christian turning on jungle boy and nothing more emphatic than in this promo when he very bluntly called him a loser. Yeah. Um, and then kind of said, you know, brought it back and, you know, kind of was mo- using it as motivation. But um, this is like the second or third little seed that's been planted of Christian turning on Jungle Boy, which it's going to have, it's only a matter of time, I think. And I'm sure they'll have, you know, maybe it's a singles match coming up after they lose the tag title, something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I have a feeling whenever they lose the tag titles, Christian will probably make that turn is sure. my guess. Yeah. That sounds about that, right. It's been teased. And then, Oh, and they, there was Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs challenged them. Um, I guess next week. So yes, that should be pretty good. Yes, it should. Yes, it should. And then a very fun, brief, big man match here. Uh, Wardlow defeats Lance Arch. <laughs> say it every fucking time. Lance... Like, 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 like Lance dressing. You know? I can't say it. Ra- Lance Archer every fucking week. Lance Archer with Snake the Jake Roberts in five minutes, 29 seconds. Um, do you want to, do we want to talk about MJF now? Do you want to talk? Cause I guess, was it all, I can't remember when the MJF stuff started. Oh, no, no, this, no, 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 it was before the match. It he, was oh, before. He, he, okay. he made the They're joke about popcorn, Philadelphia birth control being personality, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 Um, no, I mean, well, basically what happened was, uh, you know, they uh, had Archer come out and then Wardlow didn't come out to music before that. You know, they wa- he walked up and he said, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, Archer, uh, you know, uh, you're a good wrestler, but uh, Wardlow, uh, you're so-so. And, uh, you know, the line, you need a toe uh, or otherwise uh, you're going to get thrown into the undertow uh, and, and you're not going to make any money. Uh, you know, it's going to blow and MGF and... That's, Undertow was a good new one there. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. That's exactly what he said in the box while they were chomping down popcorn. Yeah, and, 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 and when he walked up, you know, he, he walked up. Walked up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just to continue, I love this angle has been perfectly played. No shock. Um, but I love the Wardlow having to come out handcuffed, no music. Like it's all great. Uh, but the match itself for five and a half minutes, I thought was awesome. Like, Archer, you know, got a lot of offense in early for sure. But, hell, the move of the match was right off the bat. Wardlow does the running Hurricane Rana, which we've never seen him do before. Right. It's like – and he did the senton, the flip, the flying senton off the top rope. Like, we've known this guy's a freak athlete. But, like, holy shit, in this match, did he impress? Yeah, no, he, he totally did. Yeah, he was powerbomb mad in this match, you know. Like, he was he, – he, he had, um, you know – powerbomb fury here uh like uh, well that was that was was the exciting thing i mean archer like kind of like jumped on him in the very beginning you know as he was getting unhandcuffed by the security team so Mm -hmm. you know that was a little plot matchy of him but uh like it uh it got like i don't know like it was more squashy than i thought it would be well, but Archer, it was like half and half. Archer had all the offense. You know, he choke slammed him. He hit him with the blackout. He kicked out. So, like, he got his big moot and he did the rope walk moonsault thing. Yeah. But, but, so, but, yeah, I mean, he- but I thought, like, I don't know. For some reason, I thought, like, whenever Wardlow, like, started dominating, it was sort of like, oh, yeah, he's going to win this easily. You know, like, yeah. like, 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 I think they, there were a lot of moments that communicated that. And I feel like you knew that because, like, Wardlow's got to, like, keep winning until he fights MJF, right? Yeah, but it was at least, part. you know, a competitive five and a half minute match for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of a shame that like Azar made a good point. Like, remember way back when I, I don't even know if you watched it, it might have been a rampage, but Archer lost to your boy Dustin Rhodes, yeah. which is like, why why have him lose that when you're gonna set him up for it like to be MJF's kind of hitman for lack of a better term yeah. here? But anyway, five and a half minutes, he gone. Um, and now next week, the tease, um, this guy was at the impact show. We were at very briefly. Uh, but when 
um they said that it, what was it that spears said like you can't teach that so in the promo that mj or mjf said it after the match like i'm gonna get someone next week so it's gonna be his name in wwe was big cast but in impact it's w morrissey remember he had long hair he came out shirtless with yeah. jeans and like okay. put someone through the table that uh-huh. guy that so guy. just a big dude um was part of so enzo and cast in wwe were like a pop very flash in the pan popular act mm-hmm. we're not going to get into all that now that's another story for another day but he's another big man another intimidating man another man that wardlow is going to decimate but you know it'll be interesting to see him some fresh blood mm-hmm. um and i'm sure it'll be another kind of quick big man match similar mm-hmm. to this one where i'm sure morrissey will get some offense and you know, maybe a couple near falls, but like you said, he ain't Wardlow ain't losing until he faces MJF. So. No, exactly. Yeah, I think it's just going to be like a slow build to that. So I don't know. MJF makes all this fun, and I think they, you know, obviously aren't going to go away from that. You know, it, no. You know, I'm just, like I said, uh, yet again, hottest angle on the show. I mean, just just let Max cook. <laughs> you said it, brother. Just let yeah. him cook. But yeah. I, you know. I, wait till we get this punk and hangman feud like breathing you know i'm sure the build-up is going to be pretty good and frankly i bet cm punk is going to come off like a little healy like in some of the promos because you know they got to build some drama to it sure, sure. of course yeah yeah i'll be cookie cutter so yeah and you it know, can't be hangman you know yeah, yeah excited for the build there but yeah. yeah this has been great so um, then we have our jazz sit down discussion with Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Um, yeah, I thought this was great. Once they got it, was just Eddie Kingston just pacing around like a madman at all yeah. the words Jericho mm-hmm. and all them were saying. Then he really gets in his face at the end, and uh, it was uh, sort of his classic like "you don't know where I come from" kind of yeah. angle that, that that he likes to do. You know, my life has been way harder than yours, Chris. Yep. And basically insinuating he's going to kill him. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he did. Yeah, he did. Insin- you know, you know, uh, he said uh, he's going to put a hit out on him. Put it, and he's like, when do you put like, you know, he talked about how in, in where his, I come from. And he, and he <laughs> yeah, did and big he on where gun, I come from. He, he put the gun to his head. You know, it was awesome, though. Like, uh, I'm, you know, joking about it, but it was great. Man, Eddie King needs to become some sort of spokesperson for like mental illness. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Have you read his Players Tribune article? No, I, I would like to. Do I it just came need to out Google? like, yeah, came out like end of last, yeah, end of last year. It's really good about mental health and his life and struggles oh, and all that. Got got no business effing being here. There you go. November 9, twenty twenty one. Oh wow, yeah. And they talked about his manicured eyebrows. I can see him in this cover right here. <laughs> yep. Opening byline for most of the life, I thought I was crazy. All right. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, so give that a read. Yeah. Uh, but you know what we love about the Kingston character is not not character is that it's real. It's just him. You know, yeah. he's not yeah. playing a character. He is himself. He does bring his past into shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this segment was great. Um, and there's certainly more to come later. But yeah, do you got? I mean, we didn't really talk about really all that they said. But anything to add here? None particular. You know, like I think it was just kind of a pretty quiet. You know. Uh, like, I think the whole angle just seemed to be like, you know, Eddie Kingston just got one over on, on Jericho, you know, he for just now. kind of, yeah, for now he just, you know, Chris Jericho kind of came off as the much more like pompous privileged, you know, kind yes. of person, you know, and Eddie Kingston's Eddie Kingston's authenticity shine, you know, I think it's a pretty, uh, 
you know, classic, you know, that's kind of how they go with him. And I thought this was an effective version of that. No doubt. Mm -hmm. Oh, they all flipped him off at one point. Yeah. You know, they were doing like the fake fingers in the pocket. You know, I got something for you. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, the, the whole thing was like the hit and then Eddie went nuts. And yeah, um, there was some some cursing and this and that. And uh, yeah, more to come. Yes. So then there was a dumb promo with Sammy and Ty. That's fine. And then we have our Philly Street fight. Where the professor Serena Deeb gets the win over Hikaru Shida in 11 minutes 40 seconds. Man, I, I believe like, this was their fifth match. So I feel like Serena, she's dominated this feud. She yeah, is. I mean, I think it did ultimately end three to two, but I feel like she does she deserved to get this win. Oh, you know, oh, oh, you know oh. as much as I love Sheeta, like this has been an awesome feud, but I'm happy to see Serena Deeb kind of win it emphatically. Oh, yeah. And, and I felt like during this whole time, like, you know, like Serena Deep came in like lower than Sheeta. And yes. like, you know, like she's kind of like, you know, from that respect, from where they stood, um, she seems to be the dominant one here. Like, no you know, doubt. in all the matches that I watched. And I think she is likely going to be facing Thunder Rosa double or nothing. I think that's kind of what this accomplished here is you heat her up. You give her this big win. She's a hot heel, yeah. you know, so we need a heel, obviously. We already chucked Nyla Rose at her, the classic uh, heel yeah. starter. And then um, Britt's certainly not going to get a rematch anytime soon. So, yeah, I think that's where we're headed. And I think that'll be great. But, uh, yeah, I thought this match was very good yet again. I mean, except they had the one match where, like, Serena basically squashed her because her knee was fucked. But yeah. all of these matches in this feud have been awesome and you know, up among the best women's matches AEW's ever had, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, like, especially they've, like, you know, stolen the spotlight from, like, the, the title story, which they did during mm -hmm. Brit, and they've done it during Thunder For Rosa. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, especially towards the end of Brit's tenure, as we talked, like, it got a little stale, you know, the last few months. Oh, and, yeah. Like, this, this story, and then Jade, too. I mean, how they've been presenting Jade, have kind of taken over. So it, I think I've said this on the show before. Tony Khan doesn't know how to book champions. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah. Um, I think, other than, I, I thought the Kenny stuff was good. Yes. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, and yeah I mean, yeah. the Jericho's first title run was booked very well. Um, uh -huh. Moxley's was during the pandemic, but it was still pretty good. But uh -huh. yeah, let's say in the last year, how about that? Yeah. 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 Like, um, yeah, no, and I, I think, think real quick, part of that is just, dude, I think the roster getting much bigger. Like, that's yeah. a big factor of yeah. why it's well, probably. Well, well, and then they've, cycled, then they've cycled Hangman through, like, yeah, the Danielson stuff was good and the Adam Cole stuff was good. But it's like he didn't really have any history with these people. So it's just had to be kind of like very, like, quick, fast track kind of stuff. And though the matches well, have been exciting, the drama has been lacking. Yes. Yeah. And he had some mild Ring of Honor history with Hangman, which they brought up, but yet nothing in AEW. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this match was great, and a lot of chair shots and kendo sticks mm -hmm. and the holy sheet of chance when she did the Falcon Arrow off the middle rope, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it ended with Serena just ramming her ramming her knee into the chair, and then the Texas Cloverleaf. Yeah. For the tap out. And yes, Serena. Oh, and we had the salt throw as well, yes. which was always fun. A classic uh, Japanese tactic. Oh, and I thought Sheeta's gear was awesome too. Oh, yeah. With, really with, with, with the little like roses painted up her face. Yeah, that. And, like, and yeah. it was almost like she was wearing like a 
a bathing suit of sorts with like a skirt or whatever. Like, I don't know. It just oh, no, she wearing, I thought she was wearing like blue jean cut off shorts, wasn't she? Or something like that. Oh like, yeah. Like, with like, It was kind of like a bathing suit that went into that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's blue, definitely yeah. 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 It, it, yeah, it was, yeah. Good, good shit there. Yes. And um, yeah, we'll see where, hopefully uh, they don't kick shit off TV for another year. Like they did. When she lost the belt the first time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good uh, decisive win for Serena Deeb. And I jumped the gun earlier. This was the moment when we learned that um, MJF is going to be bringing in W Morrissey. So um, yeah, we already talked about it. And then um, there was the, this was a lot of fun, the House of Black moment where they, they just cut to it. And then uh, it was like back from commercial and it's just them with Fuego just cashed in the ring. Right. I thought that was just a hilarious way to just like come back to the program. Yeah. Um, go ahead. And then there's the guy in the shadows. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Alex, Alex Abrahantes is in there. Yeah. Um, and, then, and, then, and then came Phoenix. Then came Phoenix. It's about yeah. time. Glad yeah. to have him back. You know, he also had his very like Gandalf the White moment. He was wearing the whole yes. white thing. You know, like it was very Gandalf the White. I thought like very like Lord yes. of the Rings two towers. You know, kind of that. You know, I'm back. Great. like the resurrection. Like obviously his name's Phoenix, so there's obviously yes. symbolism out the butt there. So. Well, and before let's not forget before Phoenix, we got the return of Pack as well. Not oh, that yeah, he's we been. Did. But he's just kind of been on and off. Like, I don't think he's been back since um, Revolution, where he was just on the pre-show in the match against House of Black. So we'll finally get the proper six-man match between these two teams, likely at double or nothing, I would imagine. Great. But as we've been saying, I still want to see singles matches with this group. So hopefully now that Pac and Phoenix are back, um, we will get to start seeing that because we've talked about it plenty. We want to see Malachi Black in great yeah. singles matches. Obviously, all three Death Triangle members are great. And then, you know, you specifically haven't seen a ton of Brody King and Buddy Matthews. No, They're both really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of juice here. And I thought this segment was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, I, I was, you know, the, the, the Phoenix reveal I thought was tight. Yeah, Phoenix, definitely one of your boys for sure. And mine, of course. So um, then there was a brief swerve Darby promo to promote their Rampage match. And then another kind of a big uh, 10-man. This was really like, this was undisputed elite against the graduates of Jobber High, essentially. (laughs) It should have been pretty squash. You know, it it was kind of like the Camarado thing. It wasn't as squash as you thought it would be. Yeah, the only one, I guess, who wasn't technically a graduate of Jobber High was Dante Martin. I don't think yeah, we oh, ever yeah. put – they never really were, like, jobbers. Why did, they, why did they put him in that group? I think they, that, just that, needed, they just needed someone else. But, yeah, like, Brock like, Anderson, like, like, like Johnson, a legitimizing force, you know. And the Varsity Blondes, all, all of which are Jobber High yeah. grads. Six yeah. minutes, 28 seconds. Um, without looking at notes, I honestly can't even really remember anything from this match. But yeah. – uh, you got anything? Well, not particularly. You know, the, <laughs> the, they did the 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 big BTE trigger, and then yeah, you know, the uh, Adam Cole uh, boom lowering. Um, the boom I think the big move. story here is that after the match, uh, Cole gave the Young Bucks the new undisputed elite shirts, mm-hmm. and they put them on. So I guess that officially now this is a five man group because there was kind of some teeter tottering for a yeah. while with Cole kind of in the right. middle. 
Right. And I still think, I don't think this is going to last very long. Um, I yeah. think whenever Kenny comes back, this group will fracture again, but that might be a little bit. We don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a pretty curious so thing. Dave, that's Meltzer, that's really Dave Meltzer did report recently that it's likely Kenny will not be ready for double or nothing or forbidden door, but oh, wow. part of me wants to hope that he can make it back for forbidden door. Cause it wouldn't feel the same without him. Cause oh, he yeah. was the top, one of the biggest foreign stars new Japan has ever seen. Um, and yeah, there's, we know there's, and again, they're not going to go Okada Omega or Omega Bushi probably yeah. right when he gets back, but um, he's such an important part to the recent history of New Japan. Yeah, 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 it would be yeah, 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 a big yeah, yeah. shame to not have him there. Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. So hopefully he can come back for that. We've got about a little less than two months. But yeah. and then uh, we go to the parking lot. And I d- just want to mention before we talk that uh, got to give Daddy Magic Matt Menard love. Obviously, love the guy, but his, his facial expressions in that whole last segment. And always, we're so funny. Um, But Jericho threw a fireball at Eddie Kingston's face. Your reaction? (laughs) How did it happen? Like, 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 what's one of those things whenever, like, you know, you you see one of those people who, like, drink a bunch and they, like, blow, you know, like, fire in somebody. I I mean, like, I don't know. I I tried to figure out what that was. Uh, Eddie Kingston sold it really well. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, like, I'd be scared to have flames that close to my eyes, you know, For but I mean, sure. obviously, it's like very, very rehearsed and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Similar thing happened at King of the I mean, it's happened a lot, but one that sticks out to me King of the Ring '93, mm-hmm. um, when it was Hulk Hogan's last match in WWF before mm-hmm. leaving to go to WCW, it was Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a cameraman got up on the uh, on like the apron and then blew a fireball in his face (laughs) that's very classic vince but like i don't know like i like um like nobody had like blown a fireball like that either you know it sounds like it's like they have like secret hadoukens or something like that you know it's like that's like their special move they have to hit like down up b for it you know they rarely use it like i don't know i thought it was a little like weird so yeah 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 okay our main event Mm -hmm. in which Scorpio Sky defeats that bastard Sammy Guevara in a ladder match for the TNT title, which changes hands yet again in 14 minutes, six seconds. Although, like I said, very happy for this change. But boy, that TNT title is a hot potato, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think like, unfortunately, like it just seems like it's just, you know, like like its value is just plummeting, you know. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it's just one belt. But I mean, you know. The fact that it's just like hot, you know, gone back and forth between these guys is just, you know, like, is their feud over now? Like, I hope so. But like, you know, probably not because it's just been like going back and forth and back and forth. And what do you do? Like, do you have like Sky, like Barry, Sammy, which like I would be down for. But it's like, you know, they've spent, you know, Sammy's one of their OG people and they've just spent time and time and time building him up as like a legit contender. And now like he just so happened to get in a relationship with somebody and in a relationship that nobody likes. You know, so it's just like, you know, like it just kind of sucks, you know, and I think, you know, like we always talk about how, oh, this is Booking's fault, bro. I think this is Sammy's fault. Like, I think, yeah, Sam, oh, I, think sure. I, I, I think, I think Sammy like created this. I think he, he did. I think, I think he is like invited like a meteorite to like come crashing For down sure. on his wrestling career. But know? here's the thing. I, like I said, it's good that they're now heel. 
it was about a month too late, but yeah. they're heel. It's gonna it's gonna work. I'm sure you know, like I said, it's it's much better to see him get his ass kicked yeah. now than him beating people and carrying right. two TNT titles, which was so dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. The prestige, the once prestigious TNT title, which has some magical powers to it for us. Apparently, yeah. It has now been utterly disrespected by TBS. Yeah. Ever since, ever since Dynamite has moved to TBS. But, 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 but now uh, Jade, Jade Cargill's is sacrosanct. You know, it is like untouchable. <laughs> like it is, you know. It, it and is, interestingly it is... enough, she's on Rampage a lot. And she's the TBS champ, which that's on, that program's on TNT. Well, they've gone cross-eyed, haven't they? Yeah, they really have. Um, uh-huh. But so the TNT title has changed hands five times this year. Wow. in four months yeah and, and like three and times that like includes the, the interim that includes the interim championship yeah. which was dumb because it was yeah. like cody had covid and was gone for two weeks let's have an interim championship match yeah why just and, and, and then like so much so much of it's been sammy and sky too which has just been it's all been bummer. sammy cody and sky that's yeah. it yeah sammy guevara 84 days cody rhodes 35 days sammy guevara 42 days scorpio sky 37 days sammy guevara 12 days scorpio sky five days that's current insanity yeah before that before that cody 82 days brody lee 55 okay so the first few were short brody lee 55 cody 31 but then darby 186 mira 140 which that's when you came in and then sammy's first reign 84 um, so I guess, you know, the whole time, you know, it, it has been a quicker title to change hands, which is fine because obviously the world title isn't going to change yeah. hands as much. But even when it flip flopped early with Cody and Brody Lee and back to Cody, like that was all good and it all worked and it made sense. But now yeah. it really has just been hot potato. And here's one potential reason why I think this definitely plays some into it, but not a lot is that. Right. Now that Cody's gone, they wanted one Sammy to tie him for being a three-time champ, and two just kind of like, I guess the whole flip-floppiness is their way of maybe getting people to forget that Cody had the belt a lot. Yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe that's some factor of it. But Darby and Miro's reigns, were well, Cody's um, first, are, uh, Cody's like like first like appear reign, to be the outliers, even though they've taken up like you know yeah, a, a, a half, solid the time, percent, least, yeah, half the time at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I guess they, they're just trying to establish like, you know, two different kind of like, you know, perspectives on it. And uh, yeah, I think it's just been kind of, you know, like like trying to turn left and trying to turn right at the same time. Uh, it's really frustrating. And like whenever you have a TNT match at a pay-per-view, like it's just, you know, going to be what it, it like. It makes it kind of whatever. It's a shame. I agree. Because, yeah, when you first came on, I think. Darby won the belt, that belt from Cody at full gear 2020. So your first show. And then he had that long reign and then Miro had a nice long reign. And then Sammy before all this bullshit, you know, had a decent little reign, but Cody's first reign was also really good because it established kind of the open challenge mantra of it. And he kind of got a chance to put a lot of young people over. Um, So yeah, the first, you know, basically up until Sammy lost the belt back to Cody. Uh-huh. I would say it had been booked very well. Mm-hmm. And ever since that moment, it's been a fuck show. Yeah, it, yeah, it is a fuck show. <laughs> oh, so man. fuck TBS. It's all your, the tarp is crumbling. 
it is not no, it's crinkling up like it's crinkling up like what you do when you fold it into the like you ever put you ever put away a tent and you gotta like jam everything in that like tiny little bag <laughs> and like it sucks. Yep, that's what's going on right it, now. And it's like, how does everything fit in this bag? And how is this like maintain the structural <laughs> integrity of the tent that I spent two hundred dollars on? That Whatever. is a great. Yeah, that is a great metaphor for this yeah. situation. Yeah. Um. So let's uh let's hope the TNT title gets back on track. Let's hope for a nice run for Scorpio Sky here. I mean, yeah. you know, the guy had allegedly his. 400 day winning streak or whatever that there were two matches on tv basically so hopefully he can get a little respect you know he was an inaugural tag team champ he's been a day one guy uh interesting moment here that um i didn't notice live specifically because it was such a quick thing but remember kazarian came out at the end yeah and kind of hugged him and congratulated him they were the first yeah. tag team champs so yeah. so kazarian's um, gonna fight him first right yeah well, maybe, maybe not. But one thing that I didn't notice, and someone posted a GIF of it, was Lambert and Ethan Page's reactions when he hugged Kazarian were both just like kind of disgust. Yeah. Um, so as someone predicted, like, is Scorpio and Ethan Page going to break up? So maybe yeah. that'll happen. I mean, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I think um, there needs to be some like intro drama within that group. Yeah, and frankly, Lambert's been more facey recently than anything. Yeah. like, I mean, Scorp I think uh, Kazarian coming out kind of cemented Scorpio's face turn. So I forgot to mention it, but you know what this feud did? Double turn. We've got our first double turn in AEW where now when this feud started, Sammy was the face and Scorpio's the heel, and now it is completely flip-flopped. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so like, so and that, I feel in that I'm, sense, it I feel like they stumbled yeah. ass backwards into it, though. Yeah, like, it was sure, not intentional. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, but hey, we'll see where it goes. And you mentioned earlier, you know, what's going to happen. I there is the feud over. I do think there will be a Scorpio and Paige Van Sant against uh, Sammy and Ty mixed tag match. I mean, that's definitely been hinted, and then because obviously uh, both of them got involved in this match, you know, multiple times, so. I'm guessing that'll happen at some point. And then also at the AAA show in Mexico last night, they have like a mixed tag team championship, which Sammy and Ty won. So really? they competed in AAA in Mexico, won their mixed tag team championship. Wow. So now I'm sure they're going to be bringing those belts and bragging about it. Mm -hmm. And there we go. There's our story. Yeah. No, so, that'll be, you know, that'll be hopefully now that they're full heel, Hopefully this can be, you know, let's get past the bullshit, be heels, let us hate you, be good at it, and hopefully it's not as shitty anymore. Yeah, no, I think, like, you know, ultimately, like, yeah, this is, you know, a frustrating step in the right direction. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, well, we didn't even talk about the match at all. <laughs> Did you like the match? Yeah, no, I was entertained. I mean, like, the, yeah. it, it was pretty telegraphy, you know, especially when they really brought the barbed wire um yeah, ladder out like table. like like you knew or who was ladder, going yeah. into it uh, every For time. Sure. Uh, so you know, like it definitely wasn't as good as like his and Cody's. No, you know? but, yeah, yeah. But, what but about was... his? What about his fucking botch off the ladder when he fucking oh, yeah. slammed his? That was insane. In I'm face, like, yeah. I'm glad he was okay. You know, as much as I dislike him, I'm glad he was okay. But I thought I thought he was going to get fucked up on that. Oh like, yeah, yeah. No, it was a total like just landed on his face. Yeah, and I guess he was. You know, I don't know if he got a concussion or whatnot, but he, you know, kept going, which was good. Yeah. What I loved about the early part of the match was that it was just one ladder. 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't see that anymore. Like it's always so many ladders. Yeah, like, like three or four. And, and like, and they, like remember like the Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels match where they had to go get the ladder and there was one ladder. Like I was saying that I'm like, wow, this is tight because you never see a ladder match these days with just one. And then more ended up coming in, but I did right. like that simplicity of it. Yeah. And then yeah, we had Ty and or Ty and Paige Van Zandt get involved. You know, there's a lot of shenanigans here, but I agree, a fun match for sure. Definitely yeah. did not expect Scorpio to win. Did you? No. I mean, well, I, I, my, well, well, well I, I was spoiled, so like, like, oh, like, oh, like, oh yeah, I, that's that's right. I read about it before watching, so yeah, I don't yeah, think, yeah. unfortunately. No, I didn't because again, the title had just changed less yeah. than two weeks ago. See, that was so be again, a solidifying win for Sammy. I was caught off guard by that and excited about that. So, yeah, match was pretty good. Um, let's uh, let's breeze on to Rampage. I think it was a pretty not very memorable show, so I don't think we need to get too too into the weeds here. No. Uh, but match one. Or, First off, what was was for match of the night? I know we don't make it an official thing, but for Dynamite, mine was definitely Cat Cash versus Dax. My, oh, mine was too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like honestly, for me, like you know, that was the you know, like both both TV shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had it four and a course four and a quarter stars. I put Serena and Hikaru Shida at four. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. So first match of Rampage, which was the best match of Rampage, Darby Allen defeats Swerve Strickland in ten minutes twenty three seconds in the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament qualifying match. A um, lot of big moves in this one. We had uh, the superplex to the outside by Swerve, which was awesome. Uh, that flip out that he did, like flipped over the top ropes, and then Darby like rammed into him, and then yeah. he like caught him in his suicide dive attempt. You know the energy was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, these so these guys are both from Washington State. They've had I think they've had many many feuds and matches on the Indies. Um, so you know they're very familiar with one another. <laughs> uh, but yeah, very fun zippy opening match, which uh, of course Ricky Starks gets out of his commentary table. And um, kind of messes with um, uh, la, 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 who are we talking about? <laughs> Swerve. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Darby gets that kind of weird roll up mm-hmm. pin on him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very very fun competitive opening match. But you know nothing absolutely blow your mind. But good shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was it was a very like competent, decent. You know, like something I would expect in the middle of the card on a dynamite. But on rampage, it just kind of you know because there's fewer matches, it kind of sticks out. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I kind of was thinking Swerve would win since you go. He's newer. He and Keith Lee already lost that tag match. But when I was thinking about who already had qualified, it was a lot of non-AEW originals. So Dax Carwood, pretty close, but not quite. Adam Cole, no. Kyle O'Reilly, no. Samoa Joe, no. So it's like, okay, we got to have an OG AEW guy in here. So Darby gets the win. They haven't really said anything about how big these tournaments will be. Um, so I think we've had like five qualify thus far. I'm guessing it's going to be an eight-man, eight-women tournament is my mm-hmm. thought. Yeah, That's kind of how the old King of the Ring was. Um, usually they do these qualifiers. and But the way they did it was at the pay-per-view King of the Ring, they would have those final eight matches. So you'd have to win three to right. win the tournament. Right. I know, I believe they've said this will culminate at double or nothing. Uh, but that's coming soon. So maybe I could see them doing like a final four at double or nothing where they yeah. have 
two matches and then the final later yeah. in the night. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to see some brackets so we can get excited about this. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I guess. The, at- yeah. No, I'm eager to see that too. I mean, it should be a, you know, pretty exciting soon. little tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Darby goes through here and hold on. I'm uh, getting up a recap because I don't know what came next. Um, I'm, oh, checking, I'm, checking out, I'm checking on my bloody elbow here. Yeah, I'm seeing you fucking looking at that. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. no I, I like like these these. <laughs> um, I put these bandages on at the end of the day. They started to become undone, and so yeah. I've been trying to position it because I've been like bleeding a little bit. And I'm like, I don't want to get on the yeah. floor. <laughs> you think Dax Armand or Cash Wheeler had one of these motherfuckers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cash yeah. Wheeler had the busted elbow. Yeah, very yeah, similar. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, then, I, I, I bet like my injuries are like fairly similar to like a wrestling, you know, like outside of, I guess, like the met, like the, you know, coming into contact with metal, like, like I kind of like actually thought at some point today, I'm like, oh, is this what a wrestler feels like, you know, after a match probably to some degree? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just bruised, like not broken, but just like, you know, yeah. a lot of bruises and just battered and bruised. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, then we just had a quick Spears opponent hyping up the match next week with W. Morrissey. Um, they talked a little bit about the fireball scenario and then made official Jericho versus Santana for Dynamite next week. So that that should be fun. We've not seen – I don't think we've seen a Santana singles match in AEW yet. And I know he's been doing a lot more of that on the indies, but it should be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I should yeah, – no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. okay no no so, no no. i'm down for it <laughs> we get the baddies which i'm here for the baddies yeah Gives no, Kiera I'm, hogan and red velvet a fresh good, character like like like, um, like 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 how jay is like or, or jay, not jay <laughs> jade is like you know made red velvet submit to her basically yeah for sure like it is like like it is like it, it's pretty sad to see like red velvet you know it, 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 it's very like you know, like 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 a bully who's just you know like turned it's you into great. like their you know like like made made you worship the ground that they walk on. It's a little it's toxic. great. Yeah, I but love it's great. It. Yeah, yeah. The baddies defeat the jobbers, Sky Blue, Trisha Dor, and Willow Nightingale in two minutes forty six seconds, and yeah, that's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, really, there's not much else to say. Just kind no, of. I mean, uh, this was, this was another Jade vehicle. Yeah, she's thirty one and now. Yeah. Then there was a, who, who should you take the first L to? I have no idea because I don't think it's going to be for a while. It's um, not going to. It's not going to be like Thunder Rosa or anything like that. You know, nah, I, don't think it, I mean it's it's going to be a while. I would yeah. say sometime in the fall at the yeah. earliest, and it yeah. could be someone that's not here yet. Could be mm-hmm. someone like a Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. You know, Ruby Soho and her have some history. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, but it'll yeah. be a while. Um, then there was an interview with Darby and Swerve right after their match. Um, just kind of cookie cutter. Oh, I knew it wasn't you, man. And I got to go get my buddy Keith Lee. And then they hit their knucks. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, Handshake. And then Keith Lee defeats uh, Houston Gun in five minutes, 57 seconds. Uh, again, a glorified squash here. Mm. Um there was a fun Sid Gunn sell at one point when Sid yeah. came up on the apron and Keith Lee hit him. He had a fun set. Sid Gunn has been a great salesman. There was the, yeah. the match, the six man with Billy and him against mm-hmm. the Blackpool Combat Club, where I remember he had an amazing sell. So mm-hmm. kudos to young Sid. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Keith Lee won. 
Yeah, that's pretty much how, how, how it went. You know, good old Houston. Exactly man. how it went. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Hardy Boys with Tony Schiavone. Uh, we're going to have Jeff Hardy in his first singles match against Bobby Fish. Cool. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it should be. It should be. Um, Bobby Fish has entertained me of late. He's just kind of been the funny old man. Yeah, uh, part of that part of that group. I mean, and, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he just doesn't look like those two guys look like you know they're you know it's like here's the fifty year old guy like hanging out well, and the young bucks now in it too, so that kind of makes them stand out even more. Yeah, um, but I think Jeff Hart Jeff Harvey is probably going to win this match, especially oh, probably, because yeah. there's already Cole and O'Reilly. Now it would be cool if all three were in, and they've been very big on saying one of us is going to win. Uh, but I think Jeff Hardy makes more sense here. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the Undisputed Elite had a very quick follow-up promo. And now it's Hookhausen time. Yeah. <laughs> some fun, fun stuff here. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't really a match. No, not yeah. – and it wasn't – it was just billed as a face-to-face confrontation. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah Danhausen comes out hooting and hollering and asks him to send Hook, and Hook comes out. Um, and he speaks again. He's a man of few words. It took him two years to speak. He said a little bit last week. And what did he say? Something like, let's do this right now, basically. Yeah. And then my boy, smart Mark Sterling. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Guy's great. Um, and then basically he comes out to yeah. distract them. And Tony Nice, the premier athlete, comes from behind. Um, and then Hook takes out Sterling and Nice eventually. Mm-hmm. Fans are chanting Hookhausen. Uh, Danhausen thought he put the curse on them, but it was just Hook being intimidating. And Hook, uh, Danhausen wanted to shake his hands, and Hook grabbed him and shook him. This was some good, clean fun. Yeah, no, I, I mean, this is probably, you know, uh, even though the Darby Swerve Strickland match was uh, better, uh, the Darby Rod Strickland, uh, this one was. Uh, you know, probably my favorite point of the show, like when I was most yeah. locked in. You know, I don't know. I just, you know, everyone loves to see Hook and then like the whole him and Dan Housen thing. It's like, the, you know, like a good match. Of opposites. Of, yeah. Yeah. Of yin and yang. You know, the guy of yeah. few words versus the, you know, guy of many words. And, you know, like the, like, like the serious re- on people. Yeah. The serious wrestler versus, you know, the, the goofball. And also, yeah. I think they, I, I think they commentary cut out Taz or production cut out Taz saying the word fuck. Cause I think, he, I, I think, <laughs> I think like I didn't notice. Out. Well, I think like Hook comes out and Taz's like, "Oh yeah, Hook, you're gonna go beat us." And then like the the the, the mic cut out, and then it <laughs> came back, tight. and then it came back in. So I think yeah. maybe that happened. I don't know. Perhaps I kind of remember that now that you mention it. Um, yeah. But yeah, funny stuff. We'll see what happens. Um, and then there was the Gun Brothers backstage, and the Acclaim showed up, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> oh yeah, those, those guys—they're they're about on the same level. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah um and then we had our mark henry bit yeah enough talk time for the main event uh we got ian riccaboni joining the ring of honor commentator love that guy he's tight um samoa joe mimosa joe defeats trent beretta to retain the ring of honor world television title in nine minutes 57 seconds um you know just another kind of just solidly average good match mm-hmm. that we figured Samoa Joe would win. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it not that long ago and again, nothing really like, like Trent has had some really good matches for me this mm-hmm. year. 
Uh, there was the Nick Jackson match, the Adam Cole match. Like he's been in some good ones, and this was right. fine, but you know, didn't really stand out too much. No, not to me either. Too much, like you know, especially after watching that Samoa Joe on, uh, if you recall, like you know, like, well, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's yeah. a different level. Yeah, 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 that's a whole different level. But uh, you know, kind of, yeah, I, you know, I thought this was okay. You know, well, and um, the Suzuki, like the Suzuki match we saw on Dynamite was definitely better. Definitely better. Things. Yeah, you know, like like I remember when I was watching this, I was like, is this like Ring of Honor Rampage? You know, like almost <laughs> it would be better if they called it that. For you know? real, I mean, yeah. they need to figure out what they're gonna do because, like, or, 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 or just or just use that brand, and let the AEW people wrestle on that. I don't know, like, you know? I, I guess the AEW brand is perhaps like way more valuable, like just to slap it on whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think they're just kind of biding their time until they get some sort of TV deal or streaming deal or something where they can put that product out there. But right. don't get me wrong, I'm not mad about seeing Samoa Joe and Jay oh, Lethal and all, whoever yeah. else, but. Um, yeah, and then we get after the match, uh, Satnam Singh and uh, oh, yeah, Orange Cassidy doing Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jay yeah. Lethal come out and Orange that Cassidy does does the little kicks. That was fun. Um, and then there was a bit of a brouhaha, and he chucked uh, Chuck Taylor against the steps, and uh, yeah. then Joe and Lethal basically like were getting face to face and got separated, and that's that. So this, you know, this feud has been good starting at the Ring of Honor comeback show, and they've used AEW TV to build it up. Like I'm happy right. that Jay Lethal because he's been signed for a yeah. while, is getting a real program because he's awesome, and this was they have Ring of Honor history from way back in the day, so. Yeah, cool yeah, stuff. For sure. Yeah. Uh, anything to add? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, just on everything. You know, we're, I think we're getting to closing time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we just need to uh, subtract or multiply or divide. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Maybe do some long division. I mean, you ever, like, sat down and, like, wanted to use the remainder system? No. No, me neither. What about addition? You didn't say addition, did you? Well, no, you said, do you have anything else to add? Oh, now I find, yeah, yeah, I, was yeah, way, yeah. I was way lost on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you are in your, it's please 10, excuse. It's 10 p.m. on a Sunday. I'm you, lost. You were far off on your, please excuse my dear, dear, dear Aunt Sally. How did I get hung up on the D there that much? That was like one of our old effects, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, this will close out. When I'm 64. Oh, no. So when we become 65, we'll become, you know, the old. We're about to be senior citizens. So, yeah. so, social Security, baby. Uh, oh, yeah. Woo!